0: you're listening to the after the show movie podcast from ascully.com your weekly look at movies video games and more brought to you by your hosts Acecully and sit talk we're addicted to movies are you Happy New Year, Sid Talk. Hello.
1: Well, hello. I, I Have I not seen you in the last six days? Oh, wait, I have.
0: <laughs> yeah. Happy are you
1: pretending n- that this is the beginning of the year? We've been in a week now.
0: Happy 2023 to our <laughs> viewers, listeners. I like to call them viewers, listeners, even though none of them are viewing us.
1: I mean, you say that. I don't know if I trust you. There could be cameras that I'm unaware of, so... Lucky people. If there you're watching is, me sit here in, right my, you. in my pajama top right now with my hair very floppy.
0: <laughs> nice. Visually nice. All right. What is the before the after the show
1: discussion? Hmm. I was sorting out my recommendations for the year. You were doing some stuff. I was also. No, I wasn't That's doing that. That's about it. No, you were doing some stuff. I was working out.
0: Yeah. I was preparing the menu. <laughs> um, oh, you were actually. Yeah, yeah, I was in the kitchen. So, it is Saturday, January the 7th, this is after the show number 769, and the movie we're looking at this week is The Menu, it's a 2022 movie, you can watch it now on Video On Demand, it's rated R, it's also on HBO, I was just informed, so if you've got HBO Max, you can also see it there. It's uh, from our friends at Fox Searchlight, Sid Talk, give us the synopsis of the movie The Menu.
1: My synopsis of the menu is Willy Wonka for bad adults. That's it.
0: All right. I'll and, give you the one. You know
1: what I'm saying, and they'll know what I'm saying. The
0: one off the ten is a young couple travels to a remote island to eat at an exclusive restaurant where the chef has prepared a lavish menu with some shocking surprises. Mm,
1: yeah. Good? Yeah.
0: The poster definitely doesn't match the movie, but I think that's a good thing. because trying
1: to Yeah, it's not really about this couple. No. But
0: they're trying to throw you off the scent.
1: I'm just telling them they should change the box and all the advertising and say Willy Wonka for bad adults. That's it.
0: All right. So there will be spoilers in this review of the menu. So you have been warned. Go away if you haven't seen the movie yet, because you should go and see it. Come back. Listen to our fine commentary.
1: Yeah. Don't blame us for telling you stuff that you didn't want to know.
0: All right, said talk, the menu. What did you think? I really liked it.
1: You know, I don't have a lot to say when I really like a movie. All right. It's a short I mean, three minute podcast. <laughs> I just I felt like in love with it fairly quickly. Not immediate, but it took a few minutes and I was like, okay, I'm I'm all in on this because you and I watch a lot of cooking shows, right? Mm-hmm. I am not a fan of pretentious things and intellectual overthinking and snottiness about things. So even though I'm good at being snotty. And so the idea of this story, making fun of that, right? Mixing that in there, like observing how pretentious some shit in the world is. I loved it. I really, really loved it. And it was gorgeous. Looked gorgeous. I love the sets of the people
0: Now, the way it's presented to you, including the poster, which we were just talking about, is it's what? Like a drama slash um,
1: romance uh, something with food? The way it's presented? Yeah. I feel like the cover looks like a comedy. Yeah. Straight up comedy because it's got... You look
0: at the expressions of everybody in the background on the poster. They all look like they're having a good time. Yeah, and
1: he's like poking at a plate when she's staring at the camera. It just looks like... Don't it comedy, you know?
0: So it is not a comedy, let's say. However,
1: in in fact, I laughed a lot.
0: It's definitely a dark
1: comedy. There are very funny lines in it. It's not just lines. It's just the overall observation of things where you're like, oh, I am not alone in my observation of this thing.
0: Do you know what my favorite line was in the whole
1: movie? Uh,
0: No. When they're arriving at the island that the restaurant is on, She turns to him and says, we're at the base camp of Mount Bullshit. (laughs)
1: Yes.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Because she's the cynical person and he's the, he's a big fan of the chef. So there's a dynamic going on between them.
1: Right. So our couple we meet, he's acting like he's sort of maybe uh, no friend, Freddie, you know what I mean? And he keeps telling her how cool she is. She kind of hangs on his arm, flirty and whatnot. So you think, well, this is a new relationship and they're going to this What we're told very quickly was a $12,500 per head person, right? Experience. Yes. And so he's paying big money to go to this place. And she's like, you know, she's trying to smoke her cigarette. And he's like, don't smoke. You're going to ruin your palate. And he's just over the top immediately. I immediately did not like this character. That's the idea. You're not supposed to. I was like, ew. He's just, ew. And so that's where they are.
0: Yeah. So they go to this island they go to this restaurant on an island it's literally an island with a restaurant nothing else yeah
1: that's it
0: yeah well it does have it has like um a farm and what else does it have they farm in the ocean there they get the seaweed and stuff so it's like a-, re- a island set up just for this restaurant they go in the restaurant and the movie's presented to you through these courses it's like how many courses is the whole thing I think six. It- yeah. And you go through each course and they present you with the food. And then a scenario unfolds like each time it gets a bit more heightened. When it gets to the end, it's kind of batshit crazy. So what did you expect from this as it started to unfold? What did you think it was?
1: Well, before it started, I said, "Ooh, is this a romantic comedy?
0: You did, but I don't know what you based that on because you haven't title. seen anything. Oh, just the title. Just the title. Okay. I was like,
1: oh, I'm not in the mood for a romantic, fro- frocky comedy. We had ticket to paradise, which was that already. That was fine. I mean, I had a bad attitude about it and then I ended up enjoying it, but still,
0: (laughs) I think I said to you, you said, is this a romantic comedy? And I said, I think it's the opposite of a romantic comedy. It's not
1: the opposite, but (laughs) the opposite would be like, what's that one green Valley or wherever they end up on the island. Green. Oh yes. The green inferno. Yeah. That's kind of the opposite. (laughs) <laughs> but this, this had potential. So as we get started, and you very quickly are introduced to how pretentious the chef guy is and how he's describing everything he's cooking and very precise. And then each character group, like we have the tables, we have this ensemble cast, right? So very quickly you understand every single person here is an asshole. Everybody. Yeah. They washed up actor who was John Leguizamo. The three financial whiz guys, they just act like complete twats. There's an old man, older man and his wife who gives the our young woman like a really weird look. And they're like, okay, so he's a sleaze fucking fucker. And then the guy who she's with is just super obnoxious and terrible. Everybody's bad. Oh, and there's a restaurant critic who's really bitchy. And her companion man is a door, doormat. So- You've got everybody. So you immediately are like, that's why I immediately started thinking Willy Wonka. All these people need to be punished. I mean, it is pretty much that. Yeah. I got that vibe very quickly because we we telegraph that very quickly through very short lines of each person, right? So then you get the first course, and then it escalates pretty quickly when you think about it, you know? It
0: does. I think it's about course four where it goes completely off the rails. I don't know. You start to go, what the hell is happening there? This seems a bit. He introduces
1: tortillas to them that have been laser and etched or laser burned, you know, like toasted with images that upset everyone. That's pretty much the second course, I think. So it's like the financial records of these assholes who've been stealing money from customers. There's like photographs of the old man with the younger woman. Um, There's photographs of the restaurants that the critic, was so bitchy about that they had to shut down. Yeah, shut down, yeah. And then it just showed the pretentious guy that we are, our couple, who's like the on the poster. All it shows are photos that he just... They tell them when they first come in, don't take any photographs. Because the chef thinks of his food as, you know, what is called? Uh, efe- ephemeral. Like it's... Yeah. It's fleeting. Don't take a picture of it. So he, of course, sneaks his phone out and takes a couple photos. So his tortilla, about 20 minutes later... Has photos of him taking photos of his food. So you're like, okay, so he's the poser. He's the obnoxious guy that the chef hates and is saying, you're the reason. Like being a chef sucks ass. So he's bad. So that's kind of where you immediately, everybody starts stressing out like, what's going on? Where, you know?
0: Some of them are like, well, this is part of the performance. It's a performance piece, right? (laughs) When you're in your mind saying, why aren't these people just running the hell out of there? It's weird, isn't it? You're like, well, no, they're there for an experience and they, this kind of on this reel that they're part of it.
1: And it might still seem like it's all theater. Yeah. Like it's just really severe. Now, <laughs> even
0: when course number four, the mess, as we, as they call it, oh yeah, happens, which which is very, I mean, that could still be dinner theater. It could have been a, it's a man killing himself, let's say. But what I'm saying is that could also still be dinner theater and it could be a fake and all that, you Correct. know? Correct. Like, so they're still kind of, some are terrified. Some are like, okay, this is crazy, but go with it because that's what the chef's doing. Maybe he's telling us a story, which and he there's, is.
1: There's also this idea that they're all so self absorbed and consumed with the idea of being part of something that seems elevated and interesting and cool. Yeah, that they're not willing to unplug themselves from it. You know what I mean? Like, I can't abandon this because, you know, this is cool, right? This is this is this is like the most I can be really impressive if I'm here at this dinner. So,
0: yeah, the movie's pretty impressive, though, I think. I think it's impressive in the way it's structured because it slowly unravels and it's really slowly unravels. It always feels off kilter. When they get off the boat, I was like, oh, what is this place? I get, you know when they showed you the place where they put all the smoked meat? Mm-hmm. That looked like the place from Midsommar, like the thing that the bear ends up in.
1: Yes, I felt like something bad was going to happen there. but
0: Yeah, so I was like, oh, this place seems a bit like sinister, but I'm not quite sure what this movie is. So maybe it's not, and maybe I, d- I didn't actually think it was going to go. They say it's a horror here, but I don't really agree it's fully a horror. I didn't actually expect people to die, weirdly. Right. (laughs) Like, I knew it was sinister, but I thought it was all going to be, we're going to teach these people a lesson through our little theater dinner restaurant thing, and it's all going to be fake.
1: Oh, okay.
0: That's kind of how I thought it was going to be a morality morality thing, where they all learn a lesson and everybody goes home and they're a better person. But no, that's not really how it goes.
1: Why would you think that? What context do you have for that story? I just
0: kind of thought that was, (laughs) it felt to me like that was where they were going with it. Only when the mess happened and it didn't seem fake, I was like, oh. Also, they chopped somebody's finger off mm-hmm. in front of everybody. Also, that could have been a bit of dinner theater and a fake, but turns out it wasn't. Correct. Right? So there's always that way. You're like, is this just part of the performance? Because dinner theater's a thing and this guy wants to present like a story. Weird thing outside with an angel wings, and it's, it gets bizarre.
1: That's very bizarre, and I feel like there are a few elements that let it down from it being a really well-constructed, like, fuck all you people. Fuck all the people who tell us that, you know, my, when, when she says, okay, she has this, in one serving, or what do you call it, there's one little drop, or like half a teaspoon of stuff in these little dibs in the plate. And one of them is an emulsion of some kind and the snotty reviewer lady is looking at it and she's like, oh, it's split. I mean, it looks perfect to us, but she's like, oh, it's split. And then she gets all weird about it, like at this level, you should never have a split emulsion, you know, like that. And then he comes out, the he <laughs> sends the lady out with a bigger bowl of it and says, here's some more split emulsion for you because they're listening to everything you say. Then later she gets a big giant bowl of it. Yeah, those are I like clever ways of, like, poking fingers at people, right? Yeah. When you just put the wings on the guy who's the angel investor and then kill him. (laughs) I mean, that's not even, it's nothing, it's like over the. It's, well, it wasn't, though, because it looked really crappy and I felt like, oh, okay, we've, he's planned all these other things. And if that chef, young chef guy who does commit suicide in front of everyone, if he had, well, you can imagine a conversation between them because he's so broken, this chef guy, right? He seems so sad and yeah. broken. He has no passion left for what he's doing and he's kind of flipped out. And if he and this young chef have had a conversation like this is your life, this is how your life is going to be forever. And the young chef, and he says to the young chef, do you want my life? And he's like, no, right? So maybe they that's one one thing I could accept. But then like kidnapping this Millionaire guy hanging him on a wire and put some fake wings on him. I was like, Oh, you see, that's
0: where I thought
1: you just cheapened it really bad. That part
0: there seemed like it was part of theater. I i was thinking that was where I was like, Okay, we've seen this guy kill himself now, we're seeing this guy with wings, but this seems really stagey, so yeah, maybe the whole thing is a farce, like the whole thing, and it's just. To make these people go through a thing, you so know? you kept
1: clinging to the yeah. idea.
0: <laughs> yeah, because at one one point I'm like, "Oh God, that seems real," and "Oh God, everybody's freaking out," and then I'm like, "No, that feels like really fantasy and bizarre."
1: Yeah, like over the top, slapsticky yeah. almost. But maybe that works because
0: it keeps you guessing a bit. It
1: didn't you know? work for me because I felt like it made it less good. So right,
0: and it is really good. The food is amazing. The the
1: set. I don't care about the food.
0: I thought it looked, the photography of the food, let's say, Mm -hmm. like the movie Chef, which also had good food photography, kind of focused on the food a lot. This one does too. But it's, you know, upmarket, fancy, foamy. Mm -hmm.
1: um, Emulsions and a bread course without bread because I'm not giving you bread. Kind of like. You're so rich and pathetic that only poor people through history have really sustained their lives on bread and you don't deserve bread. This I, is I, part I did of the speech. Like so you get a plate of things that go on bread, but no bread. Yes. <laughs> so that's which is like, hilarious, but then it gets cheapened by them demanding some bread and blah, blah. you know, was like, no, no, just leave it there. Just leave it at that.
0: I really like he takes them outside at one point and he says, like, all the males here. You what well, you've got 45 seconds to um run for your lives. Run for your lives and one guy's already going like
1: Yeah. Those financial <laughs> like, guys were weenies. Yeah. I mean really bad.
0: So yeah, it turns into like people running for their lives. Um, it's, it's kind of crazy towards the end. Also, we won't spoil the very final thing but okay. it's a really great final course, let's say Dessert.
1: I mean, I disagree. I feel like it was a shame that that was the end because the rest of it so nicely, most of it, say ninety percent of it, so nicely like weird and interesting. And then that, yeah, but no, it wasn't interesting at all. No, it was I like, was saying
0: it's another thing that reminded me of Midsommar. The end of that,
1: mm. yeah, but that made sense because that whole that whole fucking movie was weird, right? Yeah. Like, and you really didn't know what to expect after the first twenty minutes. <laughs> there was right. no way. And it was all weird. There wasn't like a break in the weirdness, but it wasn't, it never felt over the top because once you understand what's happening there in that little world, everything was a go. This is like based in reality. It's a chef who's kind of lost his mind and everyone who works for him also going along with it. They're in the cult of him. Yeah, that's the cult. You're right. It's like (laughs) a cult of the chef. It's just that some of the things just felt like it let it down. Some. And listen to me. I'm the snotty person watching the movie who's nitpicking. You are. So that the filmmaker and the artists who make the films are like, screw you. Make your own movie, you loser.
0: I'm going to put a chocolate hat on you if you don't. Stop it. (laughs)
1: Chocolate hat.
0: (laughs) All right. uh, This is the cast. Ralph Fiennes as Chef Slowick. What did you think of Ralph?
1: Intense as always.
0: He's really good, isn't
1: he? (laughs) Yes, he's really. He's creepy, but they also let him have where he just, he wasn't super intense. He wasn't like mustached, twirly bad guy. He no, was like, just a guy. Like when he takes her to his office, and, you know, he, and then he kind of lets his guard down. Like, what, what is with you? Who are you? Like, you just he loses he loses that that obsessive, cultish thing. So I liked that.
0: I think he's very good. I'm, I'm a big fan. Hong Chao plays Elsa. She's his um, head waiter. I would say
1: front of house.
0: Yeah, she's very
1: problem solver
0: very um, intimidating, let's say.
1: Yes, I liked her. She was my <laughs> favorite thing.
0: Yeah, she was very good. Um, Nicholas Holt plays Tyler. He's the he's the character that you didn't like. Yeah. But did you like Nicholas playing him?
1: I mean, he did a good enough job to make me hate him. So there's yeah. <laughs> that.
0: That was definitely the idea. Anya Taylor-Joy plays Margot. I really like her in anything she's in. You do? I do. Last Night in Soho is my favorite one. But what do you think of her here?
1: Oh, I liked her. I mean, I, I'm compelled constantly because they really zoom in on her a lot. They put the pressure of the <laughs> the close up on her a lot, and like her little eye twitches sometimes. I shouldn't say little; she's a grown woman. But I'm like <laughs> the little part right under her eye when they're zooming in on her sometimes, and something dialogue over here is happening, and she's just so focused, and their eye twitches, and I'm like, is that just did that just happen, or did you make that happen? Like that's really
0: good. <laughs> I like her character's attitude. It's really funny because. She just thinks this is all like,
1: yes, well, here's the deal. These people were all very selectively chosen to be here. He's done all of his research. He's found out all these bad, crappy people and invited them all here very on purpose. Right. The dude that she's with, the obnoxious Tyler, apparently whoever he was bringing broke up with him and he then, spoiler alert, hires our young woman to accompany or escort him, we'll say. And um, so she's not supposed to be there, she's not on their menu, like the guy, the chefy guy doesn't know who she is. Obviously, that throws him off because he's willing to punish all of the people he's invited, and she's like a wild card. She's so.
0: basically Charlie from Charlie. From exactly. Charlie. Yeah, she's the Charlie,
1: she's the innocent,
0: yeah. <laughs> Cause he even looks at her the chef, he's like, You're not supposed to
1: be here. Yeah, exactly. Like, I don't see anything and then he tries to dig. From her, like, yeah. what, what's wrong with you? <laughs> is there something wrong with you? Because one of the people, the washed up actor, John Leguizamo. Yeah. Not as himself, <laughs> as another actor. The only reason he pulled him here or invited him. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Was that on one of his few days off, the chef guy, many years ago, one of his few days off when he was trying to enjoy a movie, he watched a movie starring this guy who was a washed up actor at this point, And it was really bad.
0: And it wasted his time. He
1: wasted his time off. And I think (laughs) the idea of that, as I was thinking about it, was how, and even John Leguizamo's character says, you know, it wasn't great, the writing was bad, blah, 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 but it was a good time. So he wasn't taking his craft seriously, Right. right? He just, the whole crew, whoever made that shitty movie, offends the chef so much. If you're going to do a thing, right, you should do it as perfectly as I want it to be done. And you've offended me so much that yeah. I've invited you to this dinner where the end of dinner might be the end of you.
0: I feel like that one also goes out to the one star IMDb. Uh, you've wasted 90 minutes of my time people, <laughs>
1: Yeah, you know, <laughs> he's one of those. You think he's sitting there making one star reviews all yeah, day? I think
0: that he might be one of those. Yeah. <laughs> We've got Janet McTeer as Lillian. She's the food critic. I love that actress. Yeah. Uh, and she's good here. She's, she is kind of mustache twirling, hamming it up a little bit, I feel.
1: I liked her, but I mean she's kind of the same character as she was in Ozark, let's just say. You know, yeah. Kind of a hard nut elitist kind of a lady.
0: We've got John Leguizamo, who we saw last week in Violent Night. He's making a comeback, I guess. Correct.
1: <laughs> listen to you, you think he's actually a wash up actor? I don't know. No.
0: Think so. He plays movie star in this. <laughs> and I thought he was excellent. Because he was funny. A bit pathetic and also, I don't know, I felt for him a little bit because the only reason he was there, like you just said, is not really a bad thing.
1: Correct. It's I mean, just, or is it, right? If the right. chef guy thing is so offended that you didn't care enough to make a good movie.
0: I don't think that's enough that you should die. I agree,
1: I agree with that. <laughs> Fair enough.
0: And if you do think like that, you need to not I
1: don't know. think like that.
0: Yeah. Directed by Mark Mylod, he's directed episodes of Game of Thrones, The Royal Family, which is a British show that I really loved and you you watch with me. Mm-hmm. And the British version of Shameless. So he's a TV guy. What do you think of his direction?
1: I feel like it was really beautiful. You know what I mean? Like it was well. It flowed really nice. The shots were all nice. I feel like he got out of people, you know, the right. Yeah. Each group had their own like whole personality and to get that from everybody without being too cartoony. I think the financial guys were a little cartoony, but the old man and the wife, you know, they're pretty subtle and not over the top, you know? And, and by the fact, by the way, that's uh Laura from general hospital for anyone who remembers. I didn't recognize we'll her, but yeah, I know.
0: So she was a big deal. Yeah. IMDB reviews. What are those?
1: You know, the reviews on IMDb where people give them one star because they've made the effort in the time of their life to type a sentence on a phone or a keyboard that says a classic would be worst movie ever made. I would like those two hours of my life back. Classic. It's a classic. It's one of my faves.
0: All right. So the first person says Charlie and the Chocolate Factory for adults. This movie is essentially an adult Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. A group of flawed characters are invited to an exclusive restaurant where the chef, anti-hero, subjects them to comically violent mishaps. Correct. Except the one poor outsider rejects the chef's entire premise and he sends back, she sends back his joke of a meal and wins. <laughs> That's it. I don't feel like that was actually a one-star bad review. It was just telling you what they thought it was. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Next one says, I can't decide what the worst part of the movie is. I should have walked out, but I kept waiting for it to improve. It was a waste of my Saturday afternoon. <laughs> the script is juvenile. It feels like it was written by a 10-year-old. Unbelievable characters with ridiculous responses. Guests were shown the Spartan prison-style accommodation of the restaurant staff. Why? Two gratuitous suicides with no explanation. No follow-through on any pot twists. There was a person hiding in a chicken coop who was offered an entree. Dumb. (laughs) All those things did happen.
1: Yeah, but I don't understand how you can't understand how those fit. He, he He was offered the thing in the chicken coop because ahead of time, after they told the men to go run for their lives, the staff then had 45 seconds they had to go run and chase them all down. They're on an island with no boat to escape, right? They're going to get found. But the chef, in his infinite wisdom before this whole thing, figures out, hey, somebody's going to get a little reward for being the last one that we catch and yes. bring back. So the guy is hiding in a chicken coop. One of the staff obviously knows he's there. Hands him this weird little entremet with the eggshell painted with gold and a little fluffy.
0: Like it's a little reward with, for being with, in the chicken coop.
1: Right, for being the last person yeah. that we're able to catch and bring you back for your final demise. I feel like that. Is very, very good. I, thought, I really like that Yeah, touch. it
0: makes you laugh yeah. while you're watching a horrendous thing happen. We've got uh, the last person says, a complete waste of time and money. This comes from me and my girlfriend. He just wants you to know he's got a girlfriend. Oh, of course. <laughs> Stupid story with no point at all. To think I had to go to the theater to watch it even blows more. One of the worst movies ever seen. Couldn't find a moment to enjoy it because it literally made no sense. It was creatively bad. Hmm. So that's the uh, reviews for this week. I love those guys. They're all good. Good. Thanks,
1: guy. everybody. Thanks. Yeah. For participating.
0: There are some extras, even if you get this um, video on demand version that we watch. There's like a making of and deleted scene, so you can watch those. So we're going to give this movie a conclusion. The menu. I'm going to give the menu. An 8 out of 10.
1: Nice. I'm going to give it
0: a 7.9. Nice. I would give it a 7.9 if I did points, but I'm giving it an 8. <laughs> so the menu, we liked it, I
1: guess. Yes, I really enjoyed it. I mean, it has its flaws, but overall the concept and execution has, what's that phrase you were saying in the beginning, you know? The concept is great and the execution is Almost there. <laughs> it's uh, pa- painstakingly
0: prepared, brilliantly executed. Well,
1: if the director, writer, and all the team and all the cast and crew were all standing in front of me right now, I would say that movie did not leave me feeling anything other than very glad that I like movies. I don't have to love every second of it or appreciate it. I can even say exactly what I think about it and still be glad that it exists and that it made me have a nice couple of hours and a good discussion And good things to think about, you know, that's satisfying to me. Like in the movie, she says to him, "Like your your food is shit because I'm still hungry. I'm not hungry. I'm totally satisfied with this movie."
0: Yes, I I did like that line as well. That was one. (laughs) Yeah, I also uh, think. Well, as it finished, I was like, "That's the first movie we've watched this year for the reviews." There's only down. It can only go down from here. <laughs> oh,
1: great! <laughs> good attitude. Because <laughs> that was very a very
0: good opening to the year. So we, we, we have
1: you. some years where I look at him. I'm like, wow! For about seven or eight weeks, it was not great. But this was a good beginning. You
0: take the rough with the smooth here. Correct. Next week, we're going to look at The Rock in DC's newest movie, Black Adam.
1: I thought you just meant we're going to watch The Rock again.
0: Oh yeah, we're going to watch The Rock in The Rock.
1: Been there, done that.
0: Will they do a remake of The Rock at some point? The Rock have is not the rock. in The Rock. I'm saying, will they make, <laughs> do a remake and put The Rock as the lead character? I don't know. Because now that would be uh, some kind of weird stupid.
1: movie. It'd be stupid because he's not The Rock anymore. He's Dwayne Johnson. True. Just saying.
0: Movie recommendations. I looked at the two lead stars of this movie and took two movies that I love by both of them. So first one is Anya Taylor-Joy. Last Night in Soho from last year. Fantastic. You did love that. And the other one is Nicholas Holt, who played uh, one of the like wastelanders in Mad Max Fury Road, which I also loved.
1: You do. you got a lot of lovey movies. Yeah. And this year for 2023, I'm going to explore my love of science fiction, but just from the year 2000 till now. So my first five recommendations from the year 2000, Mission to Mars. Was 2000. The distant
0: future, the year 2000.
1: (laughs) Pitch Black, which was really good. Like, really good.
0: Pitch Black, very good.
1: Red Planet. Don't know it. I noticed in the early 2000s, I have a lot of sci-fi around Mars. So there's a lot of, like, you know, tragic Mars uh, missions. So we'll be covering those in the future. But The Cell... Which, I don't know how good it is, but I really liked it at the time, so I'm going to leave it there. I'm not going to watch it again.
0: It's very, like, surreal.
1: It is. It's meant to be. It's, like, really bizarre. It's got Jennifer Lopez, who was really good in it, and the guy who does the thing from the... I forget his name.
0: Is it the Kingpin guy from Marvel? D'Onofrio?
1: Yes, I think it is. Yeah. It is bizarre, and it is very of its time, but I really enjoyed it. And Unbreakable, another one of those that I really, really enjoy. I still think Unbreakable
0: is... The best M. Night Shyamalan (laughs) movie. I like it. I I know everybody likes The Sixth Sense, but I think Original Unbreakable is the one.
1: Because we were like, what? We're not going to say anything. We're just saying.
0: It's fantastic. Really good. (laughs) What? So Ace Scully stuff this week. I've been playing a game on the PS5, Marvel's Midnight Suns. It's the newest uh, big Marvel game, and it's from the people at Firaxis Games who made XCOM. And they make those uh, strategy games. So this is kind of right up my alley because it's a Marvel game with a, like an RPG with a full story, voice acted. But the actual combat part is a turn-based kind of chess-like game which has trading card type things, playing cards, and a chess board where you move your characters around. And it's all fantastically animated. You know, you've got lots of Marvel people you like, Iron Man, Spider-Man, they're all in there. But the Midnight Suns is this other team of Marvel superheroes who work alongside the Avengers. So you've got the best of both worlds. You've got these new characters that you're not really that familiar with, and you've got all the ones that you do know. The story is this big, huge story. It's uh, Apparently this game is 60 hours long, Sid Talk, which seems like a for for the kind of game that it is, and I'm like three, maybe four hours in, I know for a fact at this point I'm going to play it through to the end because it's that good. Really? Yeah. The actual strategy, the fighting part, which you haven't seen, you probably just see me wandering around as as the lady. You're called mm-hmm. the hunter, and you're a superhero, a Marvel superhero. The actual fighting part, it's got so much strategy to it because it's turn based, and you can take your time with it. It's like playing a board game, either a board game or a card game. So I like that kind of thing. And old school RPGs, where they were turn-based, I prefer that to the kind of action versions of. So it's a really big Marvel game that I'm not seeing many people talk about. And I'm not sure why. And I think it's because it's a strategy game. I think people tend to go, oh, if it's not just fighting or shooting, then... It's not for me, but...
1: Well, I'll be honest, the way you describe it, it, sounds super boring to me, but I'm not.
0: If you like strategy, though, which I do, like, yeah. a, you know, like, it, and leveling up, there's a lot of leveling up, you know, as there is in any game. But the story as well, which is, it almost feels like two games. There's this story side of it, where you're make, making friends and communicating with all the superheroes and making sure your relationships with everybody are all good, so you can go out and fight and they're all on your side. And... There's some really interesting stuff. Like you do really crazy stuff when you're socializing with the superheroes. Like yesterday, I played video games with Ghost Rider.
1: I mean, because you sound super excited, but I don't know why that. It's
0: really fun. Like okay, um,
1: that's that's what matters. So it's a strategy
0: <laughs> game with a social kind of element. Game and the graphics are really good. It kind of looks like reminds me of like a like a newer version of the Sims engine. Hmm. Like the way the characters look. We wish. But Marvel Midnight Suns, it's on PS5, PC, and Xbox. It's available now. Sitar, what's for dinner?
1: I should ask you.
0: Well, what's on the menu, I should say. (laughs) What's on the menu is foam. We're having foam.
1: Fabulous.
0: Just foam, actually. Okay. What flavor is it? A minimalist dish. It tastes like a sea cucumber. (laughs) That's what you're having.
1: Okay. No, we're not. Tell them what you're
0: really making. We're making a, um, it's a bowl and it's rice, guacamole, vegetables. It's a, like a Mexican fiesta bowl. I think it's called. Nice. It looks delicious. It's HelloFresh
1: and we're not sponsored by them. It's Green Chef actually. Oh, it's Green Chef. We're not sponsored by them either. (laughs) We're just meal box people. We are meal box people, but it's very good. It has saved me. And I'm not okay. I'm not sponsored by any of these people, but it saves us a lot of money because I go to the store like
0: less.
1: I used to go to the store every day,
0: and I have leveled up in cooking. You have skills.
1: it's. I, mean, I let you do them all. They're amazing, amazing.
0: Yes, I am. Uh, my cooking bar, like if I was a sin, it's <laughs> higher. <up>. Maybe <laughs> not as high as hey, Ralph Fine's life. Yeah, <sighs> I'm trying to get to Ralph Fine's level, and then I'll become a weird murderer.
1: Well, Ralph Fine's is an so I'm not sure <laughs> if you're going in the right direction today.
0: All right, what's your advice and then we'll get out of it.
1: It's not really advice. I'm going to start 2023 with a question that I'll ask throughout the year and then follow it up with why I think this. So the question is, what is wrong with me? No heckling from the crowd. <laughs> I know all the things that are wrong with me, but like what's wrong with me in this one area that I do not live in fear. I do not live In fear of societal collapse, natural disasters, crime coming to my house, dying of a heart attack while I'm mowing the yard or doing a thing. I don't live in fear of people approaching me or spamming me or anything. I don't have fear of it. I have skepticism and like back the fuck up. You know, I mean, if you're coming at me, just... But I don't feel like I fear things the way I hear so many people fear. Now, that doesn't mean I haven't had bad things in my life bad experiences you and I both have. Very bad, physical, emotional, tragic things, right? Those things didn't just, like, then make me afraid of the world or of anything. It just emboldened me to be like, if I can live through that, I can live through this. And- It's not naivete. I understand that if something bad happens or a terrible tragedy happens or a crime criminal comes into your house, something bad shit's going to happen, right? I have no control over that in the moment, except my own reaction at that moment. It wouldn't matter if I had an arsenal of weapons, alarms all over my, it wouldn't matter because in the moment, I don't know what's going to happen. I have no idea, no clue. I will just have to deal with it when it happens. And I feel like, there are some things that could implant in a person just a, a general sadness and fear because the thing was so bad and traumatic that everything else feels prickly and and it, it it's unstable, right? I understand that, like you're gonna fall apart. You can't control the next thing that happens. I understand that aspect of being afraid. But just if you really listen to people, they're afraid to, the most basic stuff, Afraid to try new food because they might not like it. Crazy. I mean, people say that. Oh, I'm afraid I'm not gonna taste that. I might not like it.
0: Okay. I'll try anything.
1: <laughs> you will you will literally try anything. <laughs> and because your philosophy is I never know what the next thing it could be my favorite food. Exactly. If I've never tasted it, I don't know, right? Or people say, Oh, I'm not traveling. No, 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 no. It's dangerous. Traveling's dangerous. Traveling is dangerous. Just period. Not like traveling to a war-torn country is dangerous. Yes, I can get behind that concept. Traveling, like getting in your car and driving to the next town where maybe you've never been, and they have a really cool courthouse, and it's 30 minutes away, and you're just like, hey, how about this afternoon? We No, 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 we better not. You know, car could break down. Could be bad weather. Nah, I've heard something, something, bunch of meth heads over there. I'm not going over there. I mean, I'm just, I'm actually saying things I've heard, so... <laughs> I just, but I don't have that. Right. So I think what's wrong with me. I'm not, I'm like a brave explorer or anything. I'm not fearless. I'm just not fearful. And so if anyone is out there, you know, a a professional understands why I might not have this, maybe something's not wired right in my brain. Maybe everyone else is correct and I am not correct, but that's it.
0: Well said, succinct to the point.
1: It was not, but I'll take it.
0: All right. So, ascoli.com, that's where you can go and get this podcast. You can also go to Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. That's our social media places, Ascoli and Sid Talk. You can go to anchor.fm slash after the show, Spotify, Amazon Music, anywhere where podcasts are available. If you've got one of those, like, smart speakers, you can ask for after the show movie podcast, and it'll play it to you. Um, You can also email feedback, ascoli, ascoli ascoli.com. Do not email Sid Talk. She doesn't want your email. And stay classy and enjoy the fine menu when you watch this movie. (laughs) You might be hungry after you've watched it, or you might not. Because I was thinking, some of that looks good, but I don't think I want any. I think
1: it left me hungry. So Ah. there's that. And I'm going to say, and I'm going to continue to say for all of 2023, think for yourself or someone will do it for you.